Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 96, about 30A Florida. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week, we are sponsored by Bookshop. Bookshop is an online bookstore that allows you to shop both your local bookstore or bookshops across the country. We use Bookshop to compile our favorite road trip resources, fun beach reads, or classic favorites. It's easy to use, and each purchase supports the bookstore you choose. And if you don't choose a bookstore, proceeds are divided among hundreds of bookstores across the country. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash bookshop to see our must-read lists and start shopping local today. All right, before we talk about 30A, let's go into our Florida tip of the week. Christina, you have this week's tip. You wrote, always talk about, or we always talk about historic uh, and food tours or yes. local plans. But what else did you say in here? Do you remember? I know you don't have your notes in front of you. <laughs> I have my notes in front of me. What did I say? But when oh, you visit a local, yeah, you, I didn't okay. read it to you. I, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So um, we always travel during the day and talk about like, go to the, go to this location, find all of the best local spots. And go stuff, to bookstores. Yeah. Go to bookstores and, and ask people at restaurants and stuff. But we never talk about finding nightlife. You know, like you're at a place that you've been traveling around all day and you've been, you know, looking at all the hidden gems and stuff. But like the nightlife can be really interesting in these locations, especially in the bigger Imagine cities. That. Yeah. Like, you know, we've we've talked about Tampa, Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville. And all those places have a nightlife. It's like this, you know, other hidden culture in the in the trip around Florida. Is this because we are older that we don't go out and <laughs> raise the roof go there. party? I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. But maybe you are. Okay. Well, listen, I am. I listen. My husband's in bed by nine o'clock. Yes, he Let's is. See if he's listening. Uh, in his defense, he has to get up at four or five. <laughs> my husband gets up at six. Your husband gets up at four oh, yeah. or five and also still doesn't go to bed. Still doesn't go to bed. So listen, night I know life. we're talking about nightlife, but I'm going to steal your line during the day. So you're not, you know, a beat red at night. Don't forget your sunscreen. Good job, Tanya. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. This week we have a special guest. I'm so excited to welcome Sarah Blevins from OurLittleLifestyle.com blog. Sarah lives in the South Alabama area, but she constantly visits constantly visits i don't know if she's constantly frequently frequently that's a better word you're welcome she's frequently visiting the 30a area and when she told me about 30a i'm like okay first of all what does 30a mean we're going to get into all of that we're going to talk about why she's talking about 30a so welcome sarah hi sarah Good morning, ladies. Thank you for having me on. We're so excited to have a guest. So Sarah and I met in Puerto Rico, of all places, at a travel conference. And of course, we had a lot in common. So we hung out quite a bit. And she told me all about 30A. So let's just dive in and tell me, where is 30A? Sure. So 30A is in the Florida Panhandle. But to put it short, 30A is just a road. It's a two-lane highway. Um, it's about 20 miles long, and it's nestled along the coast between Destin and Panama City Beach. So okay. those are two areas that most Florida residents are familiar with. Uh, but what makes it unique is that that 20-mile stretch has about a dozen different small communities there. Um, the most well-known one is Seaside in the middle, which is where the Truman Show was filmed. Of course. Um, We've talked and about it really, that place. Yeah. 
Yes, it really is like that in real life. It's um, people you know, are filming cute, you charming. everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it feels it feels like that, but it's just you know the, the two lane road is what 30A actually is. So okay. when people are saying they're in 30A, you know they're really on 30A. <laughs> but that but that's what 30A positions, you know. Yes. Exactly. So this is a little different than our A1A Beachfront Avenue yeah. on the other side. This is 30A Gulfside and like you said a lot of people know it as 30A. So people are searching for 30A then too, right? When Tanya told me yes. we were doing 30A, that's the first thing I said. I'm like, what the heck is 30A? <laughs> we're obviously in yes. Central Florida. We yeah. don't get up there. We don't get up often. there very often. <laughs> yeah. So some people also refer to it as Santa Rosa Beach. Okay. Um, not to be confused with Santa Rosa County, which is oh. um, further west towards Pensacola. But Santa Rosa Beach itself is actually the zip code for most of 30A, since oh. most of these small towns aren't actually incorporated. So about two two thirds of the area is Santa Rosa Beach. So when people say they're going there, it's it's the whole area that they're talking about. Um, the other side on the east end is under an inlet beach or Panama City Beach zip code. Okay. So and I and I've seen Santa Rosa Beach. I think we've talked about Santa Rosa Beach. So that does help clarify it. And like you said, you I know I heard and it's not just you. Other people, like you said, are constantly talking about, oh yeah, we're going to 30A. Yes. Well, you're going to a road. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're going to an area classified as 30A. I love it. Yep. And it's in South Walton County. Okay. So yeah, once you start throwing those names around, I definitely recognize those names. So you just kind of just talked about where 30A is, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the towns. Why 30A was one of my questions I had for you. Like, why do you want to visit there? What do people need to know? Sure. So a lot of people like to visit 30A because it is, you know, by nature quite different than a lot of the bigger, more more touristy communities. Um, you know, they there are no big theme parks. There are <laughs> there's no mini golf. There's no go karts. Um, you can find all of that stuff. You know, parasailing, jet skiing. You know, in Panama City Beach or Destin, but not along 30A. So, for a lot of people, they like to think maybe it's more of a quaint, older Florida lifestyle, but the the funny thing is these are all master planned communities that Ooh. are, you know, I think Seasides, don't quote me on this, but roughly celebrating their 50 year anniversary. They're master planned um, communities that are based on walkability and, um, you know, biking. So while it feels like it's a throwback to the <laughs> old Florida the quieter yeah, yeah. days, these really are new communities. Well, and so um, like you, you mentioned seaside and of course, you know, people are going to think, oh, this is like a quaint little seaside town. Obviously, the name is chosen appropriately, right? So, yeah, like you said, it is it is probably what people picture when they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go down to the Gulf and we're going to have, you know, the bring a picnic basket, perfect pastel, <laughs> little quaint cottages and villages. So that is and, and like you said, people want sometimes they want the big flashy areas. This is for those who want a quiet, quaint seaside type town so seaside you mentioned santa rosa beach what are some of the other towns in that area 
Sure. So Seaside is located right in the center, but then Rosemary Beach anchors the east side. Okay. Um, and then that also Seacrest Beach is adjacent and then Alice Beach, which is one of the most um, high priced real estate in, in the country right now. It's, oh. um, it's inspired by, you know, European uh, Mediterranean uh, architecture. Nice. It's, it's, the buildings are all white. Um, a lot of celebrities have second homes there. And it's it's a very, very upscale community. But then Seaside's in the center. And then over on the West End, you have, you know, Grayton Beach, which is um, a very eclectic area. Um, like, I, it's very dog friendly and hippie friendly, too, they say. <laughs> um, and and then there's Blue Mountain Beach and Dune Island Beach are on the West End. And those are just a little bit more spread out. The two biggest town centers where you're going to have a couple dozen restaurants and shops are going to be Seaside and Rosemary Beach um, for the most part. This is giving me a little bit of a um, uh, Captiva Sanibel feel. Oh, yeah. And like, that is like old Florida, you, too. Right? You put that little map up there and it reminded me of of that area because it's it's long and skinny and it seems easily traversed. Yeah. Know, like that, that whole... Um, you could ride around the whole thing. Like, so if you were to go get bikes or, or ride around, is it easy to get through the whole area? So for instance, in Sanibel and Captiva, you can get a bike and basically travel the whole island in a very short amount of time. Well, sure. A so there is um, a trail. It's really a bike path mm -hmm. um, that runs the whole length of 30A, but it's nice. also shared um, for pedestrians and, you know, it's got a lot of, um, driveways that back up into it. So I don't know a lot of people that would do the whole thing. Some people will venture from the East end to seaside and back, but, um, it's a little bit different. Um, it's, it's very similar bigger to those than areas. what you're thinking of too, I yeah, think. Maybe, so. yeah. I just, yeah, only, it just gave I, me that thought. <laughs> no, I, I think it is like that. Um, the only difference is that we've got these big dunes, so um, most of the homes are raised up a little bit wow. with long stairwells down to the beach. So a lot of the the beachfront is covered with private homes. Mm. And so most of the communities are set in a block or two, mm. um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, there aren't, um, you know, fre many fresh seafood on the water type places, but mm -hmm. there is more upscale master chef owned restaurants you know, that are a couple blocks from the water. Yeah. So that's that's kind of one big difference there. Yeah. So I did have a question on here, which was what's the best way to get there? I think a lot of what you're telling me is that these are, you know, they're all connected via the obviously 30A road. Um, I know I saw one of your blog posts that had, you know, airports that are nearby. Where would you, if someone had to fly in, where would you recommend they fly? So... In general, Panama City Beach, okay. which is ECP, Northwest Florida Beaches Airport, um, and that is closer to the east end. It's about 30 minutes from the east end of Panama City Beach, but then the Destin um, Airport, VPS, is about 45 minutes from the west side. So you can do both of them, but this area has been a big driving market um, for the Midwest for decades. Oh. A lot of you're my friends wrong. and peers yeah, grew I, up, you know, driving there. And, and I, you know, I, I know, you know, I'm an Airbnb host down there. So a lot of my guests are driving, you know, 10, 12, 14 hours from 
Illinois, Ohio. Um, I have that's kind of what from Michigan that drove those areas, you know, that drive down to the Gulf Shores or yeah. to Panama City and then also the 30A area. Yeah, you're right, though. It is a big drive market, but we're not talking five, six, seven hour drives. We're talking yeah. much longer than that, too. Yeah. And it's really only been, I think, in the past decade that the two airports really expanded. I know the uh, Panama City Beach Airport's undergoing a massive um, transformation. They're really working on building up the infrastructure so that they can take even more flights in. They've been seeing record number of passengers traveling through the airport. So it wasn't always an option to fly. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people that are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s now, they did it when they were young. Their parents drove them down there. And so they're doing it again with their kids. Oh, generational traveling. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And also, you know, families, sometimes it's cheaper to drive than it is to fly. Mm-hmm. So and if you're willing to yes. drive those long distances, which I am, and I know lots of people are. So um, that's fantastic. So talk about you mentioned briefly that you're an airbnb host so obviously this is you said there's a lot of private homes on the beach this seems to be like a very good place to do home rentals yes so 30a is very unique in that there aren't a lot of hotels there actually aren't any high rises there is one high-rise in seagrove that got in a few decades ago before they made i think I think it's a four-story limit on buildings. And so there aren't a lot of hotels. There are, um, in Rosemary Beach, for example, there's the Pearl, which is constantly rated um, as one of the top hotels in the world. It was on the cover of, I think, Travel and Leisure, I want to say, a few years ago. Um, But it's more geared towards adults. And rooms there are going to cost you several hundred dollars a night. So the area is primarily made up of rental homes and then there are a decent number of condo complexes that can handle you know small families and couples as well well and i think those two are also just things you're going to find on airbnb and Mm -hmm. and vrbo right you're going to find those condo rentals and places like that so those so if you're looking for that whole home vacation on the beach or steps to the beach You've definitely got some places to look for. And of course, you know, Sarah is an expert Airbnb host. So she's got some Airbnbs, which of course we'll link to in our show notes. So check out her places. I know they're gorgeous. I've seen her pictures. I've seen when you've been remodeling some of them and the beach feel that they have. They're just perfect. Yes, thank you. And ours are located in Seacrest Beach, but they are... um, not even a block from all of the shops and restaurants in Rosemary Beach. And that's my favorite area personally, is that east end of 30A. I really love how so much is walkable. We Even now that I've been going there for years, I park my car and I don't get into it until I leave. Oh, that's awesome. I walk awesome. everywhere. But you will find on 30A that people are fiercely loyal to their community. (laughs) So on a lot of these Facebook groups, you know, a lot of people who have never been there go in and they're like, where's the best place to be? Where should we go? And, you know, people, they will they will adamantly tell you that that where they go or where they own is the best. best. It really depends on what you're looking for. We are. biggest deciding factor when we travel is walkability. Um, We don't like getting in our car. We like to have drinks and 
walk back. We like to, you know, our kids are teens. We like to let them stay upstairs and us go down and enjoy a dinner. Um, and so the the bigger areas like that East End and then the Seaside watercolor area offer that walkability. Some of the areas on the West Side, you do need to get in your car for every meal. But the trade-off is 30A gets very, very busy in basically the summer and anytime school's out. So right now it's spring break yes. um, and it is very busy. So the beaches get I mean, like some European beaches, they are shoulder to shoulder because they aren't very deep, um, deep as you would see. I was just in Fort Lauderdale and the beaches there are probably four times as deep the as the walk from the parking lots really oh, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. you mean by deep like from you know sand, from the, to the yeah. sand to shore there yeah yeah there's just more room to spread out and so okay. a lot of people like those quieter towns on the west end because they you know aren't aren't as crowded but you lose that walkability so it's a trade-off and it really just depends on what you're looking for if you want to rent a you know house that sleeps 15 with your extended family and you want to cook every meal in and walk down to the beach every day, those houses are great for you. If you're a couple that wants to eat out every meal and do some shopping and, you know, you might want to stay in one of these busier areas. That, I mean, that's, those are really good tips though, too. But Christina, you, you brought up a point like generational travel. We know mm-hmm. people who have for at least three generations, they go to the same, same place, hotel yeah. every year. It's tradition. So I can mm-hmm. see where even those types of places where people are just so passionate about, oh no, you've got to go here to this beach, to this town because of this. They're passionate because They've been doing it probably for many, many years, and they're going to pass that on to their children, but they got it from their parents, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yes, exactly. I, I mean, but I like that, though, too. There is this there's a value in going out and exploring new places. We talk about that. Obviously, it's the whole purpose of the podcast. Right. But mm-hmm. we also know the the familiarity and the comfort and just the oh, I know where I'm going when I go to a place that I've been to before. You know, it's just enjoyable. Like you said, you guys like to mm-hmm. go with your teens and let them wander around or let the, leave them back in the, the room so that you can guys can go out to dinner and go explore. There's a lot of value in that when you feel comfortable in a place too. Mm-hmm. Tanya, I know you love to read. I do love to read. In fact, I try to set a reading goal every year. So on our website, we have something called Bookshop. I love Bookshop because then I can curate all of the books I'm reading and share with all of our listeners. We make lists and we put them all in there under categories because Bookshop is basically an Amazon for small businesses, small small bookshops, and for independent bookshop owners. I do. I love that. And if you don't even choose a bookstore, proceeds are divided among hundreds of bookstores across the country. Yeah, it's a fantastic way to support your own specific bookstore in your area. Or if you don't choose a bookstore, it will choose a small bookstore for you. Absolutely. And we mention books all the time on this podcast. So if you visit floridatravelpod.com slash bookshop, you'll see all the lists that we've curated. So what do you think are the best places or what are the best things to do in the 30A area? Obviously the beach, right? You're going there for those gorgeous beaches. Yes. So the beach um, is of course the biggest draw, but really 30A, you'll see a lot of shirts that say this as well. 30A is 
biking, ice cream, eating beach pool, maybe some paddle boarding. Um, Several places will have live singer songwriter type music out in the green. Our complex has it every single night in the summer from around five to nine. And it's my favorite thing to do. I sit out there. So it's just a very slow pace. Um, 30A is actually unique in that it has quite a few dune lakes, coastal dune lakes, which are very rare. Um, In Florida, yes. Yeah, a lot of people do like to do stand-up paddleboarding in them um, as well as kayaking, but you aren't going to find jet skis, parasailing, any of that stuff on 30A. Which is kind of nice because it eliminates that like – for lack of a better word, a disturbance, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're hanging on a beach or you're sitting on a, you know, quiet area and you hear the the noise or the waves or it's almost a, it's disturbing. You're removing the peaceful feel by putting that stuff in there. My son has very strong opinions about helicopters in places and the noise (laughs) that they bring in. And you're right though, too, because, you know, boats, jet skis, all of that too, it adds, you know, if you want that adventure, that's great. But sometimes you want, to go away. So to exclude it, you know, from, you know, you know, when I go this spot, there's not going to be any of that, but I can go over here if I want it. Yeah. And all those options are available in Panama city beach. I can get to all of that stuff in under 30 minutes from my condos on the East end of Rosemary beach. So it's there if they want to do it, but it's also not there if you don't want to experience all of that stuff. It is a different type of vacation. I mean, there's something Mm -hmm. for everyone in every place, right? Which is why we always talk about the fact that Florida has literally everything that you could get anywhere else. You're talking about it, you know, you're also talking about an area in 30A that is kind of Mediterranean. I I mean, that alone, Mm -hmm. we had a couple episodes ago where we talked about Tarpon Springs, and it's Greek. There's just, there's, there's buffaloes in Florida. You can get it all here. They're just figuring out where sure. you want to go and what you want, which is why we're here, right? Thanks yes. for listening yes, to the Florida Travel Florida. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look up Alice Beach, so the one I mentioned, that's like Mediterranean. So here's a fun fact. It's, it's spelled A-L-Y-S. And I so you'll that. hear a lot of people call it Ali's Beach or Allies. <laughs> it's Alice, um, and it's named after one of the the architects, chief designers of the towns. Oh. I believe mother. I believe mother. Okay. Um, possibly wife, but I think mother. But it's Alice. Um, but even Rosemary Beach has a very kind of a, a mix between New Orleans, Charleston, and Europe okay. type vibe. Awesome. Okay. So do you have a favorite town? Mine's Rosemary Beach. Okay. So that, that is my favorite town. I just, I just really like it. It's charming and there's so many great places to eat and shop. And gosh, we've got to have you maybe come back and just talk about the different restaurants at some point too. But I really want to go into, um, we've got about, you know, 10 minutes left or so, but I really want to go into, uh, the best time to visit. So we are recording in the spring, but this episode isn't going to air until June 20th. And you talked about the fact that these places book up, they get a little bit crowded. How far in advance should people be looking to book and when should they come? Sure. So, you know, the past two years, um, like much of Florida, saw a huge increase in demand. And so 30A was 100% booked the summer of 2020 and most of 2021, you couldn't find 
a single place to stay. Uh, this year, um, as people are traveling more, it's kind of correcting a little bit. It might be 85% booked, but um, in regards to the best time to visit, um, my advice is always when school is in session. Yep. So from Memorial Day to basically the second week of August is peak season and it will be very busy. Um, but 30A also gets a lot of spring and fall break crowds. So this week is actually one of the two really busy spring break weeks. And it's just everything I'm reading. It's it's as usual. The traffic's just really backed up. It's hard to find parking anywhere. Um, you know, a, a unique, weird problem to have is a lot of parents come and they they just drop off their teenager or they, they let their teenagers run free. And so there's these huge groups of middle school and high school kids that are just completely unsupervised and making bad decisions. Uh. It's not a college spring break situation. It's just some kind of ornery teenagers that are, are really affecting everyone else's stay. And so uh, all the communities on the east end of 30A have an eight o'clock curfew for unaccompanied oh. minors and, um, at the sheriff's request, just because it's all people coming down from the same districts and just the, the mob mentality. And so I tell people to avoid those weeks. Um, my personal favorite week is the second week in September. The Gulf is very warm, um, but it is hurricane season. So, you know, you can't win them all, but the shoulder seasons <laughs> yeah. are great. So That's the beautiful um, thing late about April to Memorial Day. In Florida, you're like guaranteed until it's like, you know, later in the year, yeah. uh, like December, late November, you're pretty much guaranteed the the warm water, the nice, you know, mm -hmm. temperatures. And in fact, that time of the year, it's more bearable out on the beach than it is in the summertime in the July, August, when you're on the beach and you have to be in the water because yes. it's so hot. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So those are all really, really good tips. Um, Sarah has on our littlelifestyle.com blog, she has um, a whole bunch of stuff about 30A. And of course, she's got all of her, um, her recommendations and tips and her Airbnbs and how to be a good Airbnb guest as well. I would be guessing that those parents who are letting their teenagers wander amok, maybe are not the best Airbnb guests. So we yes. definitely, um, we're probably going to bring Sarah back to talk about, you know, some Airbnb tips as well in the future. What do you think? That sounds like a plan. Okay. So before yeah. we, um, before we go into um, our closing stuff. What, um, Sarah, where can everyone find you? We talked about the blog. Where else? Sure. So yes, my blog is just ourlittlelifestyle.com. And then they can find me on Facebook under the same name. And then on Instagram at our little lifestyle blog. Um, and I do post quite a bit of our travels in my stories there. And we love Florida. She's frequently Almost in Florida. Almost as much as you do. So <laughs> we're down in Florida quite quite a bit. So Yeah, she's frequently in Florida. In fact, when we started talking, she's like, oh my gosh, I follow you. And I'm like, oh, you do? How, you know, you follow my personal. And she's like, no, no, no. It's it's the Florida travel pod, right? You're you're that person. I'm like, oh, she follows our Instagram. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how yes. we fit. You know, that's how we got figured out. We had a lot in common. So, Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. We definitely want to have you back again. I really enjoyed this. And um, Christina, where are you going? We always kind of wrap up and um, talk about where we're going to go with, within the episode that we talked I, about. I'm going to go to 30A. 
Yeah, like which part? Of, I want to check out Seaside for I'm, sure, but and then Alice, Alice Beach sounded good. Yeah, I mean and, it all sounds good to me. <laughs> since we haven't been, we don't have a you know must do favorite, but of course you know I'm gonna go stay in one of Sarah's Airbnbs. I mean the sound of the little the quiet side is more appealing to me. I would rather eat in, have a quiet stay on the beach than deal with the crowds and the walking of you know like so many people. But well, I would go during the night crowded season and I would love to just be able to leave my room go walk to a restaurant explore the little shops it sounds like so much fun it does sound like so much fun and such a removed section than typical Florida that sounds great all right now it's time for our featured Florida product of the week each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state and this week I found Playhouse Goods and Playhouse H-A-U-S Playhouse Goods they're a husband and wife team out of Orlando actually out of Winter Park and they combined their love of wit color and fun in the sun to start a line of statement sunglasses and when I say statement sunglasses these are like round shaped sunglasses that have words on them Hence Things the wit. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where the wit fit in. Well, in the statement sunglasses. Yeah. So uh, my favorites are like, they have ones that literally say on the sunglasses, do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Hello, sunshine. And of course, our southern favorite, bless your heart. <laughs> You're going to need the hello, sunshine ones for our podcast. I think they're perfect for that. Yeah, they're super cute. So check them out at playhousegoods.com. So stay tuned. Let's see where we're going to go next week, Christina. Oh, and you need your notes, uh, yeah, don't so, you? <laughs> uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at hello. At hello. Listen to me. Like you just remove the <laughs> computer from in front of my face at Florida Travel Pod or FloridaTravelPod.com. We always share whatever we're doing with recent travels, where we've been. If you've experienced something that uh, we've been talking about and you have more to add to it, please let us know. You can comment on any of our social media or you can email us at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. And you can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help others discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, consider supporting us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod, we're going to give you stuff. We're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more. But if you support us with a monthly donation as little as $5 a month, it allows us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Next week, we're going to talk about some food tours in Florida. Speaking of eating, Christina. But that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. 